Oh, yeah? You don't want to tell me where she is? That's fine. I'll kill all three of you, and I'll beat it out of Thanos myself, starting with you. Wait, what? Thanos? All right, I, let me ask you this one time. What master do you serve? What master do I serve? What am I supposed to say, Jesus? <laughs> Greetings once again, Popheads. Welcome to issue 158 of the Tomcast Popcast. Coming to you once again from the friendly, secure confines of the Tom Cave. My name is Tom. Thank you so much for listening to this quality, independent pop culture podcast. Please be sure to follow us on the social media at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show. It's TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. Please make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. If you're on that listening on, on Apple Podcast, five-star reviews. They're the best. And thank you so much for giving, taking the time to do that. Let's get into today's, today's show. We have so much to get to. Another action-packed installment where... Oop! Bumped the mic already. We're off to a great start. That's how excited I am. Fired up. Ready to go. We're going to crush it. We're going to link up once again with our good friend, Jedi Raj. And we're going to break it down. All the latest and greatest in the world of pop culture. Uh, we got some trailer reviews, some news to discuss, and uh, just general uh, checking in and seeing how everyone's doing with everything. And uh, yeah, we hope you're ready, you're excited for the ride, because it's going to be a real, real good time today, as it always is here on the TomCast Podcast. So before we kick off the show, we do have to thank the most important people on this podcast, and that is the official members... <laughs> tripping myself up. Let's thank the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. If you sign up and join the nation, you will gain access to the bonus content. All kinds of good stuff on there. Uh, just before the sh- show started recording, I went on there, uh, tagged a bunch of videos, or linked up a bunch of, bunch of videos. So anyone who hasn't seen uh, what we're talking about on today's show, if you're on Patreon, just go over to the website, check it out. I got the videos right there. You can click and watch them right there in one place. Easy peasy. No going on YouTube. And doing that whole typey-typey, clicky-clicky thing. No, no, no. They're all queued up, ready for you. Just got to click the play button on the, on that, that Patreon tab. So, thank you to the Aspen Hill Jody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is a host on the Ring Air, a fantastic music podcast that I recommend very highly. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker, Harley, Brian, and Krista of our Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego. And the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for all the support. Without this, without your love and support, this show withers and dies on the vine. But with you here, the lights stay on, and we, we grow eternal into the spring and the summer and the fall. And all the seasons of the year. <laughs> Alright, forget it. Let's, let's get on with the show. You gotta sit down, you buckle up, you hold on to your butts, and you buckle up again. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Okay, he's back once again, connected by the power of the Skype. Roger Smith, a.k.a. Jedi Raj. Welcome back, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Just, uh, you know, got my brew here, just had a little bit of food, uh, some pre-show munchies, so I'm good to go. 
Good to go. That's good to hear. What 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 are you drinking? What's in your glass today? You know what? Today I'm going back to a classic. My friend actually uh, hooked me up with some of these, so I figured I might as well kill them. Uh, they're the uh, Aurora Hoppialis from Carl Strauss, one that I do like to come back to on occasion. Oh, very nice. That's uh, that is yeah. a winner. <laughs> yeah, literally a winner. Yeah, <laughs> it, it has like hardware decorated all over that thing. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it's definitely one that I I really dug when it first came out, and uh, it's nice to go back to it. So yeah. Yeah, that's I, again. I don't think you can go wrong with that pick. That's a rock solid rock star beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, over here in my glass, and I don't know. I'm, I'm going to hold this up for your viewing pleasure. Obviously, the listeners are going to miss out on this, but I have a giant beer stein here. Nice. And uh, I did this for one of two reasons. A, I picked up. I went over to our friends at Deft over the weekend. Uh, oh, cool. and, and picked up their their tour of Germany. A crowler pack, and uh, oh, very nice. Yeah, this is this is the half of Eisen, half of Eisen, which is a five percent <laughs> crusher. Uh, I wish it was a little bit of a warmer day to enjoy this on, um, but you know, yeah. you know when you, when you when you buy a crowler, there's there's a rule that you kind of got to drink it. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ideally, you know, I, I looked at the calendar like it's not going to be warm anytime soon, so let's just drink this fucker and call it a day. And it, yeah, you know what? Well. It's tasting real good even with the clouds and the wind. <laughs> you know, I'm sure even Germany has cloudy days. So. Well, you, you you might be surprised <laughs> to find out you're right. The yes. other reason why I chose the giant Stein uh, to, to pour the entire 32-ounce Crowler into is I, I you know, I, I've been pouring Crowlers for a long time, and I'm mm-hmm. still not very good at it. <laughs> so <laughs> I just picked something big. I just picked something big that I could dump the whole damn thing into without worrying about spilling it down the side of the can. Yeah, that is always the biggest concern. I don't think we found a tried and true way of really pouring these crawlers. You got to just kind of pour aggressively initially and kind of just ease off. But I mean, you're always going to deal with either drip or a bunch of foam. So. Yeah, and it's like I don't really like either solution. Yeah. <laughs> so I came up with yeah. I came up with the third option, which is just All grab right. a giant glass stein and pour the fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn it upside down. You know, that way, I mean, the whole beer's in there. It, it could be a little foamy, but I'm still going to get access to the liquid beneath the foam because it's, you know, a big, giant German beer stein. That's true. Yeah. Problem You got room solved. to work. <laughs> I'm, I'm what they call a problem solver, Roger. I don't I don't have time for problems. I like to solve them and move on with my life. I like that. I'm down <laughs> with that idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we got we got our beers squared away. We have a little bit of, of, of housekeeping to get to first. Uh, I, yeah. And I do have to... Uh, share the results of last week's episode. Oh, that's true. In in, a, in an insanely tight contest. Insanely tight. <laughs> Mark did edge you out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very, very close. I was going back and forth when I was kind of calculating my my own arithmetic on it. I was like, man, they really... I was like, it, you each kind of... I think you kind of... Uh, fumbled a couple of them, but then you yeah. guys just nailed some that were so good. I was like, "Oh my god, that was so good!" So I thought it was very, very even, and 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 by 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 the uh, a horse's hair on his lip, Mark Mark edged you out. But that's okay. It was so close that I feel like a rematch will be inevitable. Oh, definitely. I'm gonna have to regain the title on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. When he's not looking, you just take that steel chair just to the back of the head. Just go. Tick-tick-tick-tick. I have to tag someone in. <laughs> You can go off on him like a Ultimate Warrior style. Just start shaking the ropes, freaking him out. 
<laughs> that might be great. That might be too eighties for you. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I get the reference. Okay, though. fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Roger, how have you been, man? What's going on? What are you uh, occupying yourself with in your time? Uh, let's see. This last weekend, I finally got around to watching more of Invincible. Great show. Really digging it. Uh, I think I'm about to episode five now. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm getting through. It's getting even better. So it's great. I, uh, yeah, I'm really digging it. The, uh, honestly, it's kind of funny because I, I think I even mentioned it to you. Like the, uh, the first episode, the animation, like not the actual character design, but like the animation was a little like, uh, maybe not the, the highest quality in my opinion, mm-hmm. but later on it really picks up like it was almost like the difference between a pilot episode and then just like the full-fledged all right you have our money now. Man, you know what maybe <laughs> maybe, man, maybe that's exactly what happened like they had to do like a, like one episode kind of like proof of concept sort of thing and then uh then amazon was like okay now you can have the, all the monies yeah yeah because you can really see like a lot more of like the expressions and like just smaller movements that i didn't really notice a whole lot of in the first episode there was kind of a lot of you know the like still frame lip flap kind of scenes mm-hmm. that for some reason just kind of stuck with me but later on like i felt like they were a whole lot more emotive so yeah no i think it uh definitely picked up quite a bit and i'm glad you recommended to stick with it and uh yeah i'll be probably finishing that up this weekend, and then I'll be getting to Castlevania, which yeah. came out last week. I, I saw that. I was like, oh, man. I, I, and it sort of made, reminded me how far. I'm actually a couple seasons behind on Castlevania, but now I'm like, ooh, I have to watch it. It's the end now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's probably a, it's a good show to binge in that there's not a whole lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a few decent length episodes. So you could probably catch up pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, and I th- I feel like we like way back in the beginning of the of the podcast we might have talked about season one, uh, and I, yeah. I I definitely remember thinking season one was a little slow, but but yeah. still interesting, but still interesting, mm-hmm. and as as the season kind of came to its conclusion, it it got real interesting, and obviously the pace ramped up as well. So <laughs> yeah, definitely definitely looking forward to checking that out. Mm-hmm. Um, over on my end, uh, I have been checking out on Netflix. The, the new Mark Miller adapted uh, Jupiter's Legacy series, which oh, yeah. which l- l- um has been interesting. <laughs> interesting. I'm about I'm I'm a little over halfway through. Um, okay. And it's it's extremely uneven. Okay. And that that's a shame because like there are several storylines that are like oh that's really interesting I want to know more about that. Uh, mm-hmm. And then there's a couple storylines that are interesting, but I, you don't know anything about it because they haven't talked about them in three episodes. And you're like, well, what the fuck happened with that? So oh, okay. it's, it's very uneven. Um, I, I, I know the first couple volumes of the comic. I haven't read the whole thing. Yeah. So I know how good it can be. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely not hitting that mark. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll you know maybe I'll change my mind. It may, you know swing it, 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 it might swing you know one way. To, or the other, depending on, on like these final four episodes, you know, maybe I will say it's like, oh, you know what? It does kind of come around in the end. Or I'll say it okay. became a complete shit show by the end and it's like <laughs> just not even worth your time. Like, like there's some interesting stuff in there, but it's, it's all handled very clumsily. Like, yeah. like, I feel like they're trying to make a really interesting metaphor and there's a really interesting metaphor to make with what they're saying in the show, but they don't know, <laughs> they don't know, they, they don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> they don't know their own metaphor. They're like, we have a metaphor. But we're gonna let you figure out what it is because we don't know. <laughs> uh, that's funny. So, yeah, how's the production quality on it? I mean, it looked kind of hit or miss from just the trailers that I saw. 
Yeah, you know, I don't like the design on the costumes. Uh, that's that's probably one of the biggest uh, faults of the show is like the costumes just look like junk. I think they look like mm. junk. And and uh, but otherwise, you know, for a Netflix show, you know, it doesn't have like the budget of like you know a big budget Marvel or DC movie. Um, sure. I think they do okay with with the production on it, really. really. But I, I find the costumes to be uh, not good, not good. Mm. And yeah, I, yeah. I find that that tends to be kind of a fault when uh, when they try to go a little too comic accurate uh, in the sense where it's just like it works in the comic because of the coloration, because the 2D nature of the comic. But a lot of times when they try to like translate that, it just doesn't come across very well. Exactly. I was a little hesitant on that regard. I know when we talked about Stargirl, but, you know, the, the, the costume designs kind of grew on me. But, um, yeah, I guess... I guess it just really depends on how well they implement it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I agree with what you said there. You know, sometimes translating something directly from the comic, you know, sometimes you do have to make a, a change because it is a different medium. And, sure. and, you know, it won't quite strike the way it does on the page. Yeah, you, you can't paint the same as you do watercolors to oil, you know? Like, you gotta you gotta really manipulate it depending on your medium. So, yeah, yeah I think that's probably good. And then also, like like a lot of other Netflix shows, I mean, there there are some pacing issues, and there's some, just like there's, there's some not great casting at the same time too. Where you're just like, <laughs> woof. Anyone in particular? A job. Um, I don't want to be that. I don't want to single anyone out. If you watch the show, you'll see what I mean. I <laughs> <laughs> got you. Okay. Uh, like I said, th- there's there's stuff in there that's interesting. I just don't. I I at this point, I'm I'm very uh, dubious that they'll actually land any of these of uh, any any of the the planes they have in the air. Uh, I think they're all going to come crashing down to earth by the final episode, <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll be like, "Ooh, that was brutal." But uh, you know, maybe next week when, when we reconvene, I'll I'll give you an update. And like I said, I, I feel like I'm very much on the fence right now, but it could go either way. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess next week we'll find out the uh, the true nature of the legacy. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I I, I don't mean that it's it's a shame. I don't mean to be uh, uh, so 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 uh, dismissive of it, but cause, because that comic book is really good. And yeah. there's a lot of interesting things to say in there about uh, about like the golden age of superheroes and like that golden age code that you know mm-hmm. that you see in a character like Superman or what you know whatnot you know like the big blue boy scout we don't kill we don't do this and then like yeah. the, the the next generation sort of uh, being like no that's dumb <laughs> because <laughs> the bad guys are way worse now and like you know they're just gonna come back and kill a thousand people. Sure. So, so like, yeah. there's an interesting conversation that takes place in that comic. They just can't seem to get their heads around it in this new show. <laughs> That's funny. And it's, it's, it's probably because they're they're juggling way too many things. Like they're trying to tell you their origin story in in, in flashbacks, and they're trying to tell you this this concurrent storyline about uh, the struggle of the golden age morals versus a more modern morality. And then there's there's a whole other thing going on of like the like what the looming threat is, which they've barely scratched on because they have too many things going on. Yeah, and a lot of characters too. A lot of characters are taking up a lot of time. So the the show's spread very thin. I think that's why it's so uneven. Uh, but I, I will follow up and get back to you. Maybe maybe half of them die next episode and it'd be more concentrated. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. No, I mean it's Mark Miller. The man is not afraid to uh, to to kill some superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> and if for anyone who doesn't who doesn't recognize the name Mark Miller, he is the guy who created Kingsman. He is the guy who created Wanted. Uh, so I mean, he's got some some gener- gener- some great comic book bona fides, but also things that have been adapted by Hollywood uh, rather successfully. So this one yeah. this one might be a miss overall. But uh, uh, Netflix and him have a deal, so there's more 
Millerverse stuff coming. So get ready for better or for well, worse. Be <laughs> well, you know, the one I'm looking forward to is one called Nemesis, which is basically evil Batman. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I want to see if they do that and they, if they do that justice, because that book is fucked up. <laughs> and, and evil Batman is, you know, not, not something we want to see. <laughs> no, that's, that's always a bad thing. <laughs> no, I mean, if you thought the, the Batman who laughs is pretty twisted and fucked up, uh, you, you know, just a, a non-Jokerized version of Evil Batman is pretty evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's almost less of a reason for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Weird, wild stuff. Well, let's let's get into some of the, the news proper today. What do you think, bud? Yeah, let's hit it. I mean, we got into it today. Uh, we'll, we'll, yeah, I mean, I guess this technically dropped yesterday on the internet, uh, but you and I didn't see it really until this morning, and that would be the, the trailer... For the new Snake Eyes movie, starring Henry yeah. Golding of all people, being super badass and 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 you know ninja y. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's a short trailer. It's basically a teaser. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, trailer's a strong word to use, but uh, I was definitely intrigued. I'm like, this looks better than uh, the other GI Joe movies. That's for sure. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. I you know, as someone who hasn't seen the other ones, I know we talked about it before. Um, this one looks like something I'd really be into, uh, just right off the bat, um, the, you know, set designs and everything just looked really cool. You know, just what they had in the trailer, just these, uh, almost typical, like Japanese ninja theme battles. And, you know, you have your on top of the truck battle through a tunnel, you have your, you know, middle of red light district somewhere in Japan battle with <laughs> double katanas and stuff, you know, just these crazy, like, you know, iconic kind of sets of that genre. And, uh, I don't know, just, uh, everything that I saw looked pretty intriguing. Um, main character looks pretty awesome. Well casted, I think. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to check this one out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm definitely intrigued. You, you didn't miss anything. Not seeing those first JJs. I think, I think we've talked about it in the past. Um, yeah. I, this is such to me, and maybe I'm way off base here because because uh, let, let me let me put it out there on Front Street. After like the '80s cartoon, that's kind of mm-hmm. where my GI Joe uh, affinity ends. You know, I know there <laughs> I know there have been multiple multiple new animated series in in that time span, but uh, mm-hmm. to me, none of them have been good or interesting. <laughs> and a couple of them are not even animated very well. They they look like trash, but. That's not here or there. So what I like about this take, and again, you know, I don't think they've done this on on the other GI Joe series, but I, I could be wrong. But I like that we're we're getting Snake Eyes kind of like up front, front and center. We're getting his origin. We're gonna get that entire history because because it feels like since the '80s they've been playing him as like the man of mystery, and we're just yeah. supposed to kind of infer like this backstory between him and Storm Shadow and and all the ninja ties and and all the all the history that they have with each other. You, you, the, the, I know the previous movies with, with Ray Park as Snake Eyes didn't really do, dive too deeply into his backstory. Um, mm. And so it's very interesting to me that they're going to start the new, this new Joe franchise by just focusing on Snake Eyes and his origin. Just right here, right now, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, he even just as somebody who didn't watch the movies, he always seemed like the most interesting character there. You know, he, he's the the ninja guy amongst all these soldiers essentially. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to get this backstory to see like what his motivations are, you know, like where he gained his, his skills and everything. And just kind of, you know, I, I think a backstory is, is kind of cool here because I literally have no 
no background knowledge of the character. So it's pretty much starting from scratch on on something that's already iconic, which I think is always kind of fun. Yeah, and I think the interesting part, and I think there's a couple of interviews with Henry Golding that are out now, but I haven't read them yet. But I'm sort of curious about what the future will hold for him as Snake Eyes, because, I mean, if they go the route of the character's kind of history, uh, at a certain yeah. point, he, he don't talk no more. <laughs> Which I don't know if Henry Golding wants to do that. <laughs> yeah, just be the guy in the suit. That doesn't sound like much fun. Yeah, it's it's a good point. I don't know if they're. I mean, did they say this is going to be a start of kind of a new reboot franchise? Yeah, or yeah, that's a, that's yeah. definitely the indication. Uh, the 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 trailer also features a brief glimpse of the of the new Baroness and the new Scarlet. So like okay. they're definitely building towards GI Joe, but it, it looks like more they're doing it more like a, like Avenger style, you know. I see. Well, you know, they could change that aspect of his character, which I don't know how, you know, real fans of Snake Eyes would take it, but it kind of seems like the logical choice if you're getting an actor, you know, of that caliber to play, you know? Yeah. And, you know, honestly, I, I'm okay. If they want to change Snake Eyes for, for these movies, again, I don't have the same kind of problem that I might have had with it when I was younger. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was watching. A little off base, but you know everything kind of goes goes through the Marvel universe on this podcast. So why not reference sure. it now and just call it a day? But I was watching uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two last night. Yeah, I love that movie. I I, <laughs> I completely love that movie. But Peter Quill's origin is completely different in the movies than it is from the comic books. Mm-hmm. And no one really seems to bat an eye at it because they they like the movie so much. So sure, if Henry Golding may, pulls this off. Why not have Snake Eyes be a little bit different? You know, he can just he can still be the strong silent type, but he just won't be like a, a you know taking a vow of silence kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that might be the the right way to take it. I, I think, yeah, I think that's a really good point. If if the character is done well, people are okay with it straying a little bit from you know the uh, original origin story. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, and you know, like we've talked about on this podcast too. I mean, uh, I, I sort of consider everything part of a part of like a big, big giant multiverse. Like, I'm okay with multiple versions of characters because I've just beca- I've I've been reading comic books for so long. I'm used to multiple versions of characters, <laughs> even within the same continuity. You know, like, like sure. you know, Joker's my big reference point. Like, Joker's different every time someone else writes him. It's just it's yeah, just that's true. Kind of the nature of the beast. So I'm okay with it. Uh, mm. And I I, th- I think some fans are starting to come around in these things, but who knows? I mean. The internet's still full of crazy people. You know that. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be someone complaining, but uh, I think if the majority's okay with it, then uh, you know, all the better. <laughs> all the better. Uh, let me ask you another question, because uh, again, the, the, you're the young man of this podcast, Roger. <laughs> so the the '80s were were just a, they're just something people talk about for you. <laughs> they were but a memory, yeah. Yeah, so so when I when I mentioned the G.I. Joe cartoon from the eighties, you're like, I don't know what that shit is. Supentor, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and and I wonder if it's the same thing when I say Masters of the Universe to you. I mean, I, I think I'm probably equally familiar, possibly slightly more familiar with, you know, Masters, but I think that was I mean both of them were still running reruns when I was young, you know. Okay. So I do remember seeing them on TV. But it was just not something that I was, you know, cognitively aware of, like mm-hmm. following, you know, like I was so young that I remember seeing it. I just don't remember knowing to follow a story or remembering any characters, you know. 
Well, when they re- when they released the new images from the 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 uh, sort of Kevin Smith produced He Man Revelations series coming to Netflix on in uh, I think it's July twenty third. What yeah. was your reaction as someone who doesn't have that that nostalgia factor like I do? By the power of Grey Skull. You know, I still thought they looked really good. Like, I, I think they, knowing the original character designs and stuff, I think it did those designs justice while still looking, like, really well in a modern, like, animation style, you know? So I did like to see, you know, the direction they were taking on that. I thought they looked pretty cool. Yeah, I was pretty impressed with the, with the, with the like, I think it was, like, seven or eight or nine stills or whatever they released, whatever it was. I thought they yeah. looked great. I thought the the I, I don't know the right words I'm going to use here, but like it just looked dynamic and energetic, and and sure. you know, a good color scheme, good color palette on there. It looked like a rich, vibrant world, and yeah, I, I mean the, the everything everything looked great. Skeletor looked great. He Man looked great. <laughs> Fucking Orko looked great. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I mean I think that's a good point. The the color scheme, I mean. If if people remember anything from the original, that that show had a lot of friggin' colors in it, <laughs> <You know? laughs> especially in, in certain transformation scenes and things like that. I mean, it was a vibrant show. You know, mm-hmm. it might it might have, uh, you know, that that might have been like the nostalgic thing that you tend to forget. But yeah, no, that it it does need to have like that vibrance to it. it you know, He Man had a lot of energy, as as you know, just the show itself. You know. Um, and yeah, I'm really happy to see that, that that kind of tie back to nostalgia in staying true to the character designs was really cool. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're, what he's going to do with it, you know? Yeah, I am intrigued as well. And if other people out there are as excited about it as it seems that you and I are, uh, there's going to yeah. be, I think it's a four-part uh, Dark Horse miniseries that will be kind of like, pre- like a prequel to the show that's going to come out uh, right around the same time. So oh, cool. uh, head out to your comic book store and uh, go pick that up. It's, it's being done by Kevin Smith and one of the one of the uh, show writers as well. So it's oh, gonna okay, it's cool. gonna have like a like an authentic stamp on it, basically. As like, yeah, Sweet. this is this is this is part of it. Like this counts. Yeah, that's always fun. All right, yeah. Well, yeah, and you know what? It's cool because, um, you, know, I forget if you, this is something we talked about on the podcast, so bear with me. But uh, it, that also signals the fact that DC no longer has the Masters of the Universe license uh, since Dark Horse is going to publish this oh. new series. So uh, that's kind of a that's kind of a big deal. I mean, the, the, DC was doing some interesting stuff with the He-Man books for a while. Uh, and I know a lot of He-Man fans were, were pretty, pretty were enjoying what they were doing at DC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very curious what that means for Dark Horse and, and He-Man moving forward. Well, yeah, that's a good point. I totally forgot that DC was uh, in ownership of that. Yeah. Well, no, and I'll be honest, I was happy for Dark Horse to get that license because uh, Marvel slash Disney keeps taking away all their comic books. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, Dark Horse for, for I don't know, almost three and a half decades had the Punisher, or not Punisher, it had Predator, had Aliens, you know, had mm. all these books, you know, Star Wars as well. 
Uh, yeah, and then obviously, I remember the, that. Yeah, the, you know, the LucasArts sale to Disney, they lose Star Wars. And then 20th Century Fox sells to Disney, and they lose those books. So, so <laughs> it's like Dark Horse kept kind of getting kicked in the nuts for, you know, the last, like, five, six years from Disney. Yeah, yeah, that's rough. I mean, they did have a good amount of, like, really solid properties. I, I remember, you know, going to the comic book shop, uh, you know, a long time ago as a kid, and just, like, seeing the racks of Star Wars comics and being like, oh, these look so cool, you know? Yeah. And then uh, I always remember seeing the little dark horse in the car- in the corner because it was like, oh, this isn't Marvel or DC. What is this, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's crazy to think that they've lost so many properties. Yeah, but it's also weird at the same time, too, because then, like, Marvel doesn't want to publish uh, – like what, what you know, quote unquote, kids comics. You know, kid like books for younger readers. Yeah. So then they farm those out to different publishers. So like, mm. I think Dark Horse, or maybe maybe it's IDW here in San Diego that's publishing like the the kids Star Wars comics. You know. Interesting. So it, it's it's really a, a very strange practice the way it's it's working. Uh, <laughs> like I don't even understand half of it because I'm just like, you can't just put Marvel on that shit. But like Marvel's like, no no no, we can't do kids books. That's weird. What? <laughs> it's like why? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, that is strange. I don't know. I don't know. I, there's, there's so much about the comic book industry that I don't understand anymore because I, uh, it, publishing, publishing is weird, Raj. Let's put it that way. Let's, let's. That, that's how we're gonna put a bow on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. Well, I, I just wanted because we were talking about He-Man, I did want to kind of read this, this voice cast. I know we've said it before in the show, but if, if maybe you weren't paying attention, maybe you fast forwarded through the He-Man talk. <laughs> Chris Wood as as Prince Adam slash He Man, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself is Skeletor. You got nice. uh, Sarah Michelle Geller is Tila. Liam Cunningham is Man at Arms. Lena Headley, Lena Headley is the Evil Lynn. What are we doing here? This is awesome. <laughs> Diedrich Batters, yeah. King Randor, and Trapjaw. I mean, like, we're, this is just scratching the surface. I mean, this voice cast, another incredible voice cast, much like uh, much like Invincible has for itself. You know, yeah. Ke- Kevin Conroy, Batman will be, will be Merman. I mean, uh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, they're they're really pulling out all the stops. Uh, I'm optimistic for this. This is going to be fun. I I totally agree with you. All right, you ready for the next thing? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right, another trailer we watched today is for the new Netflix series coming out. I think it's June fifth. Yeah. Sweet Tooth. Yeah. What did you what? Are you familiar with this comic book at all? No, I honestly never heard of it. I saw the uh, the the little teaser trailers, um, you know, when the first one came out. I think the one with uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of talking about it with the um, beforehand part. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it looked it looks really interesting. Like I saw it, and uh, now I don't know how uh, how brutal the original comic is there's definitely like uh in the trailer there was like references to things that might be a little brutal so i don't know if it's something that is uh is kid friendly because you know the theme itself looks like it's kind of like whimsical and you know the main character is a kid so i don't know if it's really going to be family friendly i don't know if if you know (laughs) no i i'll be honest i i'm not it's it's a comic i i'm familiar with the comic book but i didn't read the comic book i sort of i sort of know like the broad strokes of what it is um, mm-hmm. but you know, no, I don't know any specific details about its maturity level. I know it was public. It was, it, if I remember correctly, it was, it was one of the, like the last books published as a vertigo book for DC. Yeah. Um, which is always like the more adult oriented line of comics. 
Yeah, yeah, that's kind of where I was leaning on that. So I was thinking, I don't know if this is actually going to be something I could watch with the little dude or not. Yeah, but it it does look like maybe they kind of shifted gears towards that direction to make mm-hmm. it a little bit more of a of I, I hesitate to say family film, but uh, yeah. you know something that that a younger audience can watch as well. Like it's not going to be exclusively you know adult content. Like there'll be I think there'll be adult themes, but I think it sure. might be something that that younger viewers will be able to watch. At least that's the the, the feel I got from the trailer. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going for it too. Just because I mean the world itself just seems very like alive and vibrant and kind of like, you know how you imagine like a kid's view of the world, you know, just that, that type of atmosphere was really cool and energetic. Um, so, you know, when I was watching the trailer and the little guy came over and he's like, Oh, that looks really cool. You know, like, I want to see that. And I'm like, well, hopefully we can, <laughs> hopefully we'll, we can watch it all together, you know? Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm very curious. I guess that's a that's a really interesting question. I wonder what Netflix. You know, they they don't really rate their shows, but they will put up. You know, hey, this has kind of like adult situations or whatever in it. Sure. Uh, so I wonder. I wonder if they'll kind of. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. That's a really good question, Raj. I I have no idea how they're kind of going to market this, if they're aiming it yeah. more towards adults or what. I am not sure at all. Yeah, I mean. I don't think it's going to be that crazy. I feel like, for the most part, if you have a kid lead, it probably won't be too over the top. But you know, could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right about that. It's um, like I said, I, I get the feeling. Yeah. That it, it won't be. It won't be. Sure, there might be some moments of intensity, but I think overall, it'll be. I think it'll be a okay. That's my guess. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, for. For those who aren't familiar with what we're talking about, I, I did post a trailer for our patrons to see. Uh, I, I encourage the rest of the audience to, to check it out. It's really interesting, really unique. But I'll give you the, I'll give yeah. you the basic plot point here. Uh, a boy who is half human and half deer survived in a post-apocalyptic world with other hybrids. Now, that is a very basic bare-bones plot description, if I've ever heard one. Uh, yeah. I strongly encourage you to watch the trailer because it's so good. Yeah. It's it's a really incredible trailer. I'm really excited uh, by by what I saw in that trailer and, and just sort of like the the this promise of exploring humanity and what it means to be human. Uh, and, and again, in a, in a post apocalyptic landscape, it's very much it, you know it kind of has like a vibe like the road. Yeah, but it, it looks a little less intense than that. Luckily. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It's just something about you know just. The, I don't know if it's just like the color scheme they're using or what, but something about it just feels like less, you know, dark and gritty than most post-apocalyptic movies that we've seen in the past, you know? So I don't know. It, it seems like it might be a, a cool different take on, uh, on the world, you know, maybe from the eyes of a little kid. So that should be fun. Yeah, definitely. And the other thing I was thinking about was, was this sort of, I like those stories, you know, I like using the post-apocalypse uh, setting yeah. to it to kind of explore humanity and the darker sides of humanity and then kind of like you know how we're kind of like savages at our base basic levels you know and sure. I, I really enjoy those kind of stories and, and about the people who have to like rise above that sort of stuff and and this seems to be kind of hitting all those vibes um yeah because and uh, again it's interesting timing you know we're, we're kind of coming out the end of the hopefully we're coming out the end of this this global pandemic of ours uh, yeah, knock on wood. And, and you know, <laughs> it's, it's so funny to me. I was thinking about it earlier in the day. I was like, man, 
I saw some fucked up shit during this pandemic. And like, it wasn't even like, there weren't even like bodies in the street and people were freaking yeah. the fuck out <laughs> and be total yep. fucking assholes to each other. <laughs> I was like, when shit gets real, it's going to get real ugly. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the Joker monologue from the dark Knight is definitely, uh, an apt description of, of a lot of things we saw, you know? <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of a, a dark thing, but I think it's, it's good for these kind of films to come around and like, you know, maybe show us, uh, let us examine these kind of aspects of humanity and, uh, really, uh, decide on, you know, our moral compass, mm-hmm. so to speak, you know? Well, and then, like we said, I mean, we talked about the environment and, and the way that's being shot and the, and the color palettes involved. Uh, it, it, yeah. it's, it seems to have a hopeful, optimistic view from this character, yeah. this main character uh, named Gus, this you know, <laughs> young boy with antlers, basically. I mean, it, I mean, it just, <laughs> I was so impressed with it. I was so impressed. Yeah. That I just, I can't wait to watch it. I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be eight episodes long. I'm guessing yeah. each episode is about an hour. That sounds about on, on par with Netflix stuff. Sure. Uh, and I, I, dude, I think it seems like a real, a real winner. It's, it's from a, uh, Robert Susan, Susan Robert Downey Jr. Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? Susan Downey and Robert Downey Jr. Because he's the junior and she's not a junior. So I. Yeah, <laughs> that was actually kind of throwing me off too. I'm like, wait, she doesn't inherit the junior. <laughs> right. Uh, so how I does think, this work? I think she's be her own Downing, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her own Downey, Robert Susan Downey and Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to separate. I, I guess. think you have That's to. Weird. It's too weird. Otherwise, it sounds like they're like the same person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but this is like a big production from them, and, and you know you have them behind this. Uh, I think that 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 lends some real credibility to it. And like sure. I said, it was it was an acclaimed comic book for a long time. It it, it ran, um, I think from two thousand nine to two thousand fourteen, had about forty ish issues or so, uh, and then okay. they they did like a sequel series to it a year or so ago. So mm. yeah, no, I'm really excited about this. It looks it looks fantastic. I'm really really pumped about this one. Yeah, yeah, it kind of came out from uh, under the radar for me, but definitely one that I'm excited for. Yeah, 100%. All right, Roger. Yes. Can you believe it? <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> this Indiana Jones 5 movie definitely seems like it's happening. They've cast more people. Oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> so, yeah, the, you know, James Mangold coming in to direct for the, you know, the first time they're changing directors on Indiana Jones. Obviously, Harrison Ford is back. Uh, we also get Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Mads Mikkelsen have been confirmed to play roles, but we don't know who they are. Uh, they just yeah. announced that uh, Seanette Renee Wilson and your boy, Boyd Holbrook from The Predator, <laughs> <laughs> have been cast in this new Indiana Jones flick, but we don't know what role they'll be in. Hopefully not The Predator. Hopefully not in that weird Predator armor. That'd be awkward. <laughs> um uh, you know, not, again, not a lot of information is, ha- is is out about this movie. Like what what it's what, what form it's going to take. What, what you know, what kind of like background backdrop, what setting we have for Indy on this one. Um, yeah. But it definitely seems like it's happening. <laughs> for <laughs> better so or for worse. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know that there's going to be a lot of draw to this. To be honest, I mean, as much as we love Indiana Jones, like I just like. The prospect of like an old indie is just like, well, I mean, what does he do? I mean, he's older now than Sean Connery was in The Last Crusade, right? Like, and Sean Connery didn't do very much in that movie, like action wise, you know? Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I don't know. 
what they're going to do. <laughs> I have some concerns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I think we talked about it a few weeks ago. You know, last time we were talking about some of the indie, indie casting news. Um, I just, I just, uh, that, that stink that is Crystal Skull is just still on me, I think. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to get rid of that, you know. It is. But I do believe, I, I do believe in James Mangold. I mean, after all, he gave us, like, the best Wolverine movie. Sure. So maybe fingers crossed? Oh, man, yeah, I don't know. It, it's going to be really tough, you know. I feel like he's definitely going to do the best he can, given uh, the constraints. But I just, I wonder if the constraints are just going to be too much, you know. Like, I'm not I'm not all that hopeful for this one, you know. I'm not, I'm not super optimistic because I just can't really fathom... Uh, how they're going to play Indy as a character because there's no way Harrison Ford is going to be able to do any like action stuff and it look believable, you know. So you're an ageist, and uh, in your in your, in your <laughs> movie, Indy checks into a retirement home and that's it. Movie's over. I mean, he yeah, mo- ideal. <laughs> he moves to Florida, starts living that tax free lifestyle. <laughs> Early bird specials. Just, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how he would play. I mean. He was already looking like he was over it in the Crystal Skull, and that was <laughs> and that was like now. ten years ago. I mean, that's, yeah, that's so the I'm wild just part like, about dude. that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I what I'm afraid of is that you know it's just going to be a bunch of CG action scenes with uh, a clearly not Harrison Ford Ford uh, computer model, you know, just doing crazy stuff that is just not that believable. <laughs> I mean, would you be more into it if you knew that he had more of a Sean Connery-esque role in the movie where he was less action-oriented and more of like, I'm here to solve the puzzles, bitch. Let's do this. You know, yeah. I think that would be a cool approach to take. And unfortunately, they kind of... I mean, unless... Do we know if, if his uh, his son is going to be in the movie? The oh, Shia no, LaBeouf no, character? no, 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 no. That is... That, apparently, they, they are distancing themselves from Shia and all of that nonsense. Okay, so in this, he doesn't even have a son then, we're assuming. Or at least he's not relevant. At the very least, he's not relevant. <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, that would have been a good approach for them to take, you know, to kind of have it. Or he could be that Sean Connery character, the one that now he's the experienced uh, older father character with the younger son doing all the action. But, you know, if that's not going to be the case, then it's like, what is it going to be? Is he just handing the, you know, the proverbial title to someone else just arbitrarily? Like, I don't know. I don't I don't see a lot of of ways this could be a good movie. So (laughs) I'm just hoping that it's not a bad movie. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think on the on that? I mean, do you think that should be the way it's handled? Like there should be like a baton passing uh, to a new Indiana Jones, quote unquote, or or do you think it should, uh, you know, I mean, it's at some point someone will probably figure out how to reboot this movie. Yeah. And, and do we want that, or do do we just want to kind of continue on, and that way we can at least acknowledge, like the Harrison Ford versions that came before them as part of like the series. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I kind of don't even want to see this rebooted. I I think it should just kind of go with Harrison Ford. You know, like. That's his character, and if people in the future want to do something else, you know, like Uncharted or, you know, that kind of stuff, 
it's it's inspired by Indiana Jones, but mm-hmm. it's not that, you know. I just feel like something about the the realism of like just the 80s cinematography just uh how uh visceral everything felt you know it made all these like creepy weird uh you know paranormal things seem almost believable you know just looking at like temple of doom and just being in the you know where the uh, what is it the uh the goblet the uh Oh, the Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Yes, thank you. (laughs) I'm like, why can I not think of this, obviously? That big cup. That big magic cup. (laughs) You're the magic cup, you know. It's too much Stein. (laughs) 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 No, but uh, yeah, no, I was just like, something about that will always stick with me because of how real it felt, you know, seeing just everything uh, practically done in that regard. Mm -hmm. Um. And I just, I feel like it's just going to lose some of that quality if we try to do it. Because if they reboot it, it's definitely going to be like 90% CG. You know, there's going to be very little practical effects. And it's just not going to feel as real anymore, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I don't, I don't quite know um, if there's any kind of like restrictions on, on, on Indiana Jones as far as like making movies with or without Lucas and Spielberg and, and Harrison Ford. Uh, you know, I, 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 I would imagine that was part of, was, I mean, was that part of like the Disney deal or was that Star Wars only? I can't even remember now. I want to say it was only Star Wars, but I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Cause we, because I feel like, I feel like, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's separate. Cause yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't have. I don't have Indiana Jones on Disney Plus. I have it on on like Paramount Plus. Yeah, so, so like they, I think they that have to one be separate. was excluded. Yeah, so yeah. like there there may be a different uh, deal structure in place where you know you need Lucas and Spielberg to sign off on anything, you mm-hmm. know, as, as far as like reboots. And I, I suppose that's the same clause that um, that Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis have for Back to the Future. That's why Back they'll never the be a Back to the yeah. Future reboot. At least as long mm. as they're alive. I mean, I, who knows what happens after they're dead? <laughs> but that's the thing <laughs> too. Like, dies like, with them. But that, I mean, that's the thing too, though. If like Lucas and Spielberg pass away one time, is that when they're like, okay, finally, let's get let's dust off that reboot we had for Indiana Jones? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, man. It's, I, I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't know. We, I mean, we live in a very unoriginal world <laughs> as far as Hollywood yeah. goes. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what worries. That's me. why we're getting a fifth Indiana Jones movie to begin with. <laughs> sure. You know, I, I guess I'm just more curious um, because we have Uncharted coming out, you know, yeah. and, 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 and like you said, in a, in a lot of ways, that is a spiritual successor to Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. much in the way Tomb Raider is and was. Uh, yeah. So I just sort of wonder, you know, does Indy have legs for a new generation? I don't I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of my concern, too. I'm just like that was something that was like meaningful to us growing up. Because yeah, it was just so new and like uh, like i said such a visceral thing that you could imagine it really happening you know like i think that was the fun part about indiana jones is that you know it's like so much of it was like borderline paranormal it's like well technically it might have happened for you know x reasons or it could be supernatural you know a lot of the things that happen in those movies um all, all, the first three in particular, but I, I'll, I'll, I'll stick even like the first two because I was much younger. So like the the impact they made was uh, much more intense. But I mean, th- those three movies are so iconic. I mean, yeah. that is that is not a word I, I throw around lightly. 
Sure. Indiana Jones is iconic in some of the stuff it did. I mean, the boulder chasing after him in there. When he comes yeah. into, into the bar in Tibet and you just see the silhouette against the fire. I mean, all that stuff is just like, this movie is a masterpiece. And then you get shit like in Temple of Doom with beating hearts being ripped out of chests. And, and <laughs> you know, the whole chase through the through the Club Obi-Wan. I mean, all that stuff is just like seared into, into my brain. It's just awesome. It's, 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 yeah. It is that stuff that defines cinema to me and, and like the fun of going to the movies. Like exactly. Indiana Jones instilled all of that into me. Fortune and glory, kid. Fortune and glory. And and so yeah, it kind of it kind of is weird to see this sort of uh, I don't want to say watered down because it's cruel, but it kind of yeah. is a watered down version, right? Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. And I just I think that's what uh, bothers me the most is because, like you said, Indy is such an iconic character. Like, don't want to see him go down you know, in a crash, you know, it's like, I don't want to see this go out in a bad way. And we already kind of got a taste of that with crystal skull, you know? And it's like, I just, after that, I I don't want to see that again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, fingers crossed. They have a script that's going to deliver. Uh, I know they have a director that I, I, whose work I believe in, I'm a big fan of, uh, they're assembling quite a cast despite how how, uh, Boyd Holbrook showing up with his weird predator armor. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah yeah fingers crossed i mean we'll, we'll stay tuned i mean you know maybe you know we see a trailer you know a year and a half from now and we're just like we take back everything we said <laughs> you know i hope so yeah, yeah. i hope i'm completely wrong i, and I would I love to be wrong. eat my words exactly i'm with you 100 percent on that one my friend all right let's let's uh, shift gears here for like the the final section of news stories here okay all righty all right what so we got? you remember that show wandavision Oh yeah, I think I'm familiar with it. Yeah, yeah. so some reports have been coming out recently. You know, now that we're 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 in the in the safe zone after the show's been 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 done for a, a month or two now. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff coming out about how there was a, there was more stuff to do with uh, with the Monica Rambeau character and how it all had to get cut out. What the shit, Roger? Yeah, that kind of sucks. And you know, I felt like we kind of knew that was a thing. Like you could feel it if you were getting really into the show. You could really feel how her character got built up so much and then they kind of just dropped it. <laughs> yeah. Apparently there was, there's was supposed to be a lot more stuff with her and, and, and uh, oddly enough, uh, a, a therapy scene in particular seems to be the thing that's catching people uh, off guard. They really want to see this, this uh, scene with Monica uh, in therapy, which I feel like we sort of got a version of <laughs> with Bucky and winter soldier or Bucky and yeah. Falcon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, Monica was a, was a really interesting character. I, I wish we had gotten in, more into her headspace with her, certain things, but you know, it sounds like there were constraints, and they just you know the time uh, wasn't there for it. Yeah, honestly, like she she became like one of the most interesting characters on the show. You know, like I wanted to know more about her. You know, I like I like I mentioned when we were talking about it um, that I really liked how her character development came into play. How like in a sense, she earned her powers by crossing the threshold multiple times in order to do the right thing, to mm-hmm. try to protect, you know, Wanda and everyone else in there, you know? So by her willpower to move forward, being inspired by Captain Marvel's power set, she kind of earned that power through that determination, which I don't know. I, I think that's always like a really cool way to like earn your skills is like, you know, you just, it, you know, it kind of is that green lantern analog, you know, you'll, you have the willpower to do it. So you've earned it, you know, but, um, 
yeah, I really would have liked to see more from her character. Uh, I really did feel like they dropped the ball on that um, because she was coming along really interesting uh, developmentally. And then they just kind of were like, all right, and she's here. She has powers and she helps in one scene and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, I agree with you hundred percent on that, Roger. Uh, I did like her character quite a bit, but it, it, it sounds like, you know, any sort of, any of that development that we were hoping to get in this series, it sounds like we have to wait for until we get to see, uh, her and, and Carol Denvers and Kamala Khan team up together in the Marvels, which is going to be coming out in 2022. Yeah, so we we got a little bit of time to wait, but I guess it won't take that long. No, it would be interesting. Well, it it sounds like the scenes weren't even filmed, but you know, it, Marvel's always been a little weird about releasing deleted scenes, anyways. Sure, but uh, I would be intrigued to see some deleted scenes. But again, this one doesn't sound like it was even filmed. So what do I know? Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like there was a lot of things that got cut from Wandavision that we really wanted to see. Well, and we were about to talk about that, too, because apparently the Internet did not lie to us quite as egregiously as we thought, Raj. Apparently Doctor <laughs> Strange was going to be in WandaVision, but they cut it out. And I'm honestly okay with it because I do sort of agree with the, with the take here that it would, would sort of have taken from Wanda's agency. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, come on. There's a big, giant, mystical ball of, of, of energy in New Jersey. I feel like Doctor Strange should be paying attention. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't, like, completely disagree with the reasoning. I think it's it's important to keep her as, you know, one of the primary focuses of the show. But, yeah, I just, canonically, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, if that's the route that they took, oh, man, the sun is breaking through the clouds right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is blinding me. Um, yeah, no, the, the direction that they took with that is fine if you give it a reason. You know, it's like the fact that they didn't explain like, oh, he's off in some other dimension doing something else or like, you know, I don't think they even mentioned Doctor Strange like when they were talking about, you know, what's going on here, this big ball of unknown stuff. So <laughs> I don't know. It just seems kind of like an oversight. No, apparently one of the versions of Doctor Strange's cameo uh, was to have him pop up in one of the WandaVision commercials. Uh, and yeah, then, yeah, that was supposed to be it, right? Yeah, and then another had the commercials as actual messages from Strange to Wanda, but then eventually they just decided to cut him out, apparently. Yeah, so now the commercials meant absolutely nothing. Well, I think <laughs> I think there's still more. <laughs> I think there was still more to those those commercials because they they talk they they sort of hint at at uh, uh, other aspects of of Wanda's life. So I, I wouldn't completely dismiss them, but uh, but yeah, I mean, you know. It, I don't know. I think that would have been a fun way to bring Strange in, but at the same time, I definitely see what they're saying about about taking away from her character and this being like her journey to go through by herself. Mm -hmm. uh, I still would have been cool if, like, you know, in, in one of the, you know, in one of the uh, the post credit scenes, you know, just Doctor Strange pop popping and be like, "All right, what the fuck was that about?" <laughs> sure. I mean, I feel like they didn't have to go as hardcore with it as, uh, you know, necessarily making it a uh, master student relationship. You know, but uh, at the same time, it's like this is something that Doctor Strange would be aware of. And that much uh, mystical power would just not go, you know, unlooked into. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll hear it when you listen to the show, Roger. But we decided and by we, I mean me, uh, <laughs> I decided to incorporate a, a, one of my favorite 
uh, clips from from Infinity War into into the into the opening for the show where. Uh, you know, everyone's on Titan, and they're all going. At, you know, the Guardians and the Avengers are going at each other, and 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 Doctor Strange asks uh, Star Lord, like, who who do you serve? And Star Lord's like, what do you mean, who do I serve? You mean like Jesus? Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit yeah. cracks me up every time I hear it. You're <laughs> <laughs> it such a good line. <laughs> That whole scene's hilarious, by the way. I I had to cut it down a lot for the for the intro because there's there, but there's so much good stuff there where Iron Man's threatening Drax and, and Drax is like, "Come on, I can take it." He's like, "No, you can't." <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. Uh, you know, I, I, that makes me kind of want to go back and watch it again. Now, you know what? <laughs> just you for know, that scene, I I I recently rewatched Doctor Strange and I had a real blast watching that movie. It's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, dude, that's honestly like one of my faves. I think. Yeah, I I think it kind of gets overlooked because. You know, by that point, a lot of people had sort of—I don't want to say the word—you know—made the the first entries in in the Marvel characters' movies are formulaic. But I think a lot of people kind of viewed them as formulaic. Uh, but that's a really fun movie to watch, and it, there's some really funny stuff in there, some good action, some good uh, uh, you know character stuff. And dude, I mean, we just talked about him being in the new Indiana Jones movie, but Maz Mikkelsen just fucking chewing scenery as a bad guy. Like, just so much fun. And, you know, I know American audiences know Maz Mikkelsen mostly for being a bad guy, but that's a yeah. really talented actor. And and, and if people oh, yeah. don't understand how important, how cool it is to see him is in these movies. How long have you been at Kamataj, Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor? It's strange. Maybe. Who am I to judge? So yeah, no, yeah, I definitely think he's a great actor. I've I've seen him in a few things here and there, and honestly, I I just love his his character portrayal and everything he does. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. So, uh, Doctor Strange, revisit it, folks. It's, it's a good time. <laughs> For sure. You know, if you haven't seen his Marvel stuff, go. You know, while you're waiting for Black Widow, just watch him all over again. Just start at the beginning and work your way through. <laughs> Might as well. You got enough time for it. <laughs> I mean, you have until uh, what uh, July third or something like that, or whatever, whatever seventh, uh, ninth, whatever, whatever Black Widow comes out. Sometime in July, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome though. Don't worry. Oh yeah. All right. We also got a little bit more Marvel news before we wrap it up. Yeah. What do we got? Marvel's Secret Invasion series has tapped Thomas Bezucha and Ali Salim to direct. So Secret Invasion. You know, we heard about the casting of Olivia, Olivia Coleman and Amelia Clark and Kingsley Benadir joining up with Sam Jackson and, and Ben Mendelsohn. Um, man, so this is coming together pr- pretty well. Uh, Thomas Bazucha had done uh, Let Him Go and Ali Salim had done the, done the Looming Tower. Both things I'm not familiar with, but they apparently they have a lot of yeah. a, a, a lot of fans. So that's good news. And then uh, yeah. the show's being written by Kyle Bradstreet, who did Mr. Robot which I liked the first season of, but then after that, I thought they were very condescending and made me feel like a dope. So I'm a little mixed on that, but that first season of Mr. Robot's really good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, this is this is happening. The Secret Invasion is going on. We don't know what form this will take. We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been throwing out crazy theories that Sharon Carter's a scroll. Uh, yeah, there, I believe it. Are there scrolls <laughs> among us, Roger? Like, who, who do you got? Who's, who are you putting your money on as a scroll right now? Mm, I think Mike's definitely a scroll. Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> I think you're a scroll. Wait a second. Scroll, Roger. Possible. I mean, your hair is down today, Roger. You didn't have it pulled back. I was a little. Uh, I was like, ooh, wait, that's a that's not Roger. 
<laughs> oh no, that's how he hears, holds his hair up. <laughs> oh, Roger's doing, doing a bit, mistake. He's doing a casual Monday here on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm excited. I, I'm very curious uh, how much like the comic this will be. Uh, are you know are is is this the scrolls doing a heel turn? Are they going villain on us now? I don't know. It would be interesting to see them take that direction, especially since a lot of them are working with, uh, you know, Nick Fury. So I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I mean, I mean, perhaps there's some sort of like uh, uh, civil war going on between the scrolls. Some people believe they need to invade the earth and some people are like, you know, Captain Marvel went to find them a home. We don't really know if she ever did. And maybe like, mm. why are we looking for a home? There's one right here. Just take it. <laughs> that's quite possible yeah it'd be interesting to see the the motivation that they give them in well, order to uh have this invasion well i i would theorize that that well the, you know from a scroll the scrolls perspective you know cat well captain america steve rogers is gone but may, so, so yeah. maybe, they, maybe they aren't aware of this falcons uh, captain america just yet but you know steve <laughs> rogers is gone tony stark is gone maybe they think the time is ripe i don't know sure yeah i mean ripe if, uh... for the plucking yeah, if, if the big hitters are gone, then uh, that might be the thing, you know. It's the, uh, the the Justice League Snyder Cut approach that that's the reason why uh, Steppenwolf comes is because they think Superman's dead and it's right for the taking. So yeah, I think and you know uh, if rumors are, are to be believed, Thor will be off world with the Guardians doing you know mm -hmm. whatever. So yeah, I mean that's that's your big that's sort of like the Marvel triumvirate right there. Uh, and sure. If, if they're all out. You know, or and maybe just as like a super slap to the face, they don't care about Falcon, Captain America, <laughs> and then have to show up and whoop some ass and make them recognize. Yeah, do we know anything of what Hulk is doing at this time? I don't think his character has been talked about at all, has it? No, we have. I don't think we have any idea what the Hulk's up to. I don't think he's going to show up in this new Thor movie. But apparently, everyone in the universe is in this new Thor movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, I think the last thing I heard about the Hulk was like he was supposed to be, you know, rumored to be in the She-Hulk show, you mm. know, as like a cameo. But yeah, we, I mean, we don't know. I, I think apparently we still have Smart Hulk, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the last we left him. But I don't, I don't know if, I don't know Ruffalo's status. Like, has he, has anyone asked him if he's coming back for Marvel stuff other than She-Hulk? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like we just kind of like forgot that Hulk existed for a while. You know, like I think it's partially because Hulk's tricky because it, Hulk can't have his own solo thing because of that that deal they still have with Universal. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, that's why there can't be another solo Hulk movie. Oh, because, interesting. Like, Marvel doesn't have that character like entirely. Like he's part of he can be part of like these team movies, but he can't be a solo movie. Huh. Well, that makes a lot of sense, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, you would think Hulk would be part of the Marvel Universe still, but we don't, you know, we don't really know the shape of things. Uh, there's been a bit of a pause in the movies, Raj. <laughs> this is true. I did notice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard about the thing that happened <laughs> where we couldn't go to yeah. the movies for 14 months. Been under a rock for a while. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think that's, I think that might be it for news. All right, Roger. I think that's it for us, buddy. Uh, any 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 closing thoughts? Anything you want to share with the people that you're up to, that you're looking forward to, that you got going on? Um, I think I'm just gonna re-recommend Invincible. You were definitely right on that one. And uh, if you haven't, go watch it, finish that, and uh, and then I'll let you guys know if Castlevania is fun. Probably next week. Heck yeah, we look forward to that very very much. And Roger, I I I, I, I want to point out. <laughs> 
just uh, you know to kind of uh, pat myself on the back. But you know, you weren't you weren't convinced about Harley Quinn either. But you came around. <laughs> you came around on Harley Quinn too. So <laughs> <laughs> I think I went full circle with that show, to be honest. But I did enjoy. <laughs> the, the middle of it i mean come on like you you made kite man part of the game last week you you are a fan <laughs> oh yeah kite man was amazing he was the best character <laughs> yeah yep 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 uh no i don't uh as far as things for me that i have to recommend well well well, stay tuned on social media. I'll post my stuff there. Uh, like I said, I'm watching that Jupiter's Legacy. I'm looking forward to uh, the next episode of Mythic Quest. I'm looking forward to starting For All Mankind. Uh, but, you know, we'll see if time permits any of these things to actually happen in the next week or so. Only time will tell. Yeah, I, everything is time dependent and time permitting. <laughs> we need a time machine, man. We just need to pause time so I can watch shit. <laughs> I need one of those uh, like booster gold time bubbles, you know? Oh yeah, that'd be nice. Man, that'd be I could way, use one of those. Yeah, that'd be way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Raj, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you out of here, uh, but we'll be back next week with more big things happening. Hopefully, uh, if not, we'll play another game. <laughs> we'll get after it. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, my friend, I will talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out today. For sure. I'll see you later. Later. Is your mom there? No, I'm home alone. Well, you want a prize. What's your address? Uh, 42 Oak Street. Hey, Roblox, some stranger's bringing me a prize. A stranger, huh? All he wanted to bring you was trouble. Remember, never tell anyone you're home alone and never give anyone your address. I'll say mom can't come to the phone. Smart thinking. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Well, 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 we've done it once again. We have completed another excellent episode of the TomCast podcast. I want to thank you all so much for taking the time to listen, download, stream, and share the show with all your friends and family and everyone else you know and love and even the people you don't love that much. Just kind of tolerate them, keep them off to the side a little bit. Thanks for sharing it with them, too. We appreciate it. We want we want our listenership to grow, so that, that a lot of that comes down to you fine listeners. So thank you for taking the time to do that. I got nothing else for you today. <laughs> we, we got it all out of our systems now. We're ready to close shop. Get the heck out of here. But before we do that, let's thank the most important people on the podcast, the official members of Pophead Nation, which you can join by heading over to patreon.com forward slash Tomcast Popcast. You can join the nation and gain access to the bonus content. Thank you so much to the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. I said that wrong. I should say it better this time. The Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is the host of the Rainier, a fantastic music podcast. Please check that out. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles. The Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard. The New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company, right here in San Diego, California. And the, the, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope everyone's having a great, great time over there in Pophead Nation. You're enjoying your bonus content. Thanks for helping keep the lights on here and helping get this podcast, uh, helping make this podcast better over the last 14 months or so, you know, uh, just, you know, real quickly. And, it, you know, we were a very different podcast pre-pandemic. Uh, and without the support of the Patreons, uh, I don't know. I don't know what we would sound like, but uh, their their continued support and contributions uh, have helped make this a better podcast uh, since the pandemic first began. We are in much better shape to uh, withstand future pandemics. 
and just be a better podcast overall. So thank you to the members of, of Pophead Nation. Uh, remember to follow us on social media. We're at Tomcast Popcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomcastPopcast at gmail.com. If you're on Apple Podcast and you have the time, five-star reviews. The best way to help support the show without having to spend a single, single dime. Just just using your precious, precious time. So we thank you in advance for doing that. Remember, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Pandora, Amazon, Audible, and so many, many more. With that being said, uh, it's time to wrap it up because... We got more shows to do, and uh, I have to stop doing this one to do the other ones. So let's get out of here. We're going to be back extremely soon. Get ready. Have fun. Stay safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, let's talk very, very soon. All right? Ciao, babes. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got. One goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry. Nobody's listening anyway. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year! We're the Stanley Cup champions!